everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. You've probably heard of Darth Vader, the Joker, and Lex Luthor, but there's one villain that stands head and shoulders above the rest, kids. This is my MVV of the Bible, the most valuable villain. Who is it? The most valuable villain. Who is it? It is Goliath. Wow. I used to freak out. I used to get so scared because my mother would read me Bible stories regularly, and one of the stories I would have her to repeat time and time again was the story of David and Goliath. I can see the picture in my mind's eye of this behemoth, this Leviathan, standing almost as tall as a basketball goal. I could see a little shepherd boy with a little slingshot. My mother would read to me in her accent about David and Goliath. She's kind of a soft talker. She would talk about how Goliath fought for the Philistines and David fought for the Israelites. Well, David amazingly defeated Goliath. Have you ever wondered why David, kids, fought Goliath? Why? Well, God's people, the Israelites, would choose one person, and the Philistines, the biblical beach bums, would choose another person, and these champions would fight, and whoever won the battle would win the entire deal. So that is the story of David and Goliath. But I ask you, because I've been to the exact valley before, kids. I've been in the valley of Elah. I've picked up the five smooth stones before. I ask you, what if an announcer for the MMA had been on the scene that day? It might have sounded something like this. Welcome to the Valley of Ela Arena for this afternoon's World Heavyweight Biblical Championship. This bout is sponsored by the King of Kings Productions. Introducing first, the champion fighting out of the Philistine camp. He stands nine feet, nine inches tall. He weighs 635 pounds. His sword weighs over 25 pounds. His armor, over 200 pounds. He has a record of 78 wins and zero defeats, all wins coming through decapitation. Uh, Let's give it up for the Leviathan, His opponent, fighting out of the Hebrew camp, the challenger. He stands four feet two inches tall. He weighs 87 pounds. He is a poet, a musician, and a shepherd boy. 
He's wearing the white tunic. He could become the new heavyweight champion of the world. Let's give it up for Okay, gentlemen, before we start the fight, do you have anything you want to say to one another? Little David, can you pick up a car and throw it in the air? Can you wrestle a rhino or beat up a bear? Can you bend a steel pipe or break a brick with your fist? Whipping all of you is at the top of my list. <laughs> Elias, I'm sorry, but you're way too grouchy. The rock of my sling duck's gonna leave an ouchie. Goliath, you're gonna lose, you know why? I've got Godfidence. So prepare to die. Well, you've heard the introductions. Now, Goliath, get ready to combo! Darth Vader, Captain Hook, the Mummy, Grinch, and Frankenstein know I'm the biggest, baddest, cause I'm nine foot nine. I'm gonna whip you all until you're black and blue. You'll go crying to your mommies when I finish with you. Goliath was a bully who loved to talk trash, but David wasn't scared. Why? He did the monster mash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash with David's slingshot smash right above Goliath's eyelash. It stopped when Goliath went crash. Goliath, we all think that you're nothing but a clown. David and these kids are gonna bring you down. Goliath, we're gonna give you a very big surprise. Take this, Goliath, right between your eyes. Come on, kids, swing, swing, swing that sling. Come on, swing, swing, swing that sling. Swing, swing, swing that sling. Goliath, one more thing, it's gonna sting. Oh, that's gonna leave a mark. Look out below! Well, kids, David defeated Goliath, took his armor as a trophy, and they had a huge party. In fact, 
it probably sounded something like this. Now watch me whip. Kill it. Now watch me nay nay. Okay. Now watch me whip. Whip. Watch me nay nay. Yeah, watch come on. Now watch me whip. Kill it. Watch me nay nay. Okay. I'm gonna whip Goliath and say hey. I'm gonna whip Goliath. I don't. Play, play. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Please be seated, everyone. Are you fired up? Are you happy? Are you into it? So am I, because Spookarama is real. All of us are fearful. All of us face fear. All of us face giants, don't we? Yeah, we do. Someone said no. Yeah, we do. I have a saying. How about this? Here's the saying. If you're not facing a giant, you're probably compliant. Everybody faces giants. What giant are you facing right now? Think about it, what giant are you facing? Maybe it's a bully. Maybe it's a difficult circumstance in your home. Maybe it's a former friend. Maybe you tried to start this company and it's gone south. Maybe just maybe you've received a bad report from the doctor. You could be going through a hurtful habit. All of us, I'll say it again, all of us face giants. Those things that overshadow us. Those things that are like, whoa, there's no way we can face Goliath. But I beg to differ because David picked up five smooth stones. How many stones? How many stones? He picked up five, not four, not six, but that's right, five. We come alive and we pick up five. Five smooth stones. Well, you're facing a giant, so am I. The giants we're facing, think about them. They're all about stones. I want you to pick up with me five smooth, not stones, but five smooth principles from this story. Five smooth principles that'll help you and they help me face any giant that we're facing because the fact is we're gonna face giants. Have you ever thought about God's people? God's people were called the Israelites. Do you remember the Israelites? God had this special place for them to live called the Holy Land, the Promised Land. And they left slavery and they got right on the edge of the Promised Land and God said, ah, time out. He sent some spies out. And they began to look around and check out the land that God had given them. When they went back to God's people, they said, oh man, the land is beautiful, but there's giants in the land. <laughs> giants. So God's people were like, oh, I can't face a giant. I'm like a little grasshopper in the giant's eyes. You're not a grasshopper. I'm not a grasshopper. You're a giant killer. I'm a giant killer. Kids, let's clap. Let's clap. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, so they didn't enter the promised land. Then, 38 years later, to be exact, they were entering the promised land again. This time they did it. God said, ah, there's going to be giants in the land. Giants. Big, honking, ugly, mean giants. There are giants everywhere. And now we find the shepherd boy, David, facing Goliath, fighting this battle, fighting this 
this human being that seemed so intimidating, so crazy, he was probably like, well, I'm not sure I can do it. So he picked up five smooth stones. Now, why five smooth stones? Is that kind of like four downs in football, three strikes in baseball, five smooth stones? You know, giant, giants you know, were, were, were kind of a tribe of people back in the day, and Goliath, the Bible tells us, had four brothers. Maybe David picked up five stones because he could take one with Goliath and the other four with the other four brothers if they came after him, I don't know. Or maybe, just maybe, he picked up the five stones because he thought, man, this guy's so big, he's, he's nine feet nine, over 600 pounds, I'll put one stone in one eye, one in the other eye, who knows? Yet it was five. Here's the first way, the first stone, the first smooth principle in defeating life's giant. Prepare in private. That's what David did. You're like, what? Kids, what's that? I know it sounds weak, but it's a sheep. Kind of a sick sheep. David was out in the middle of nowhere as a kid preparing and taking care of his dad's sheep. Now, David didn't whine. I can't believe I'm out here doing this. All my other brothers are fighting and they're popular. And I'm out here doing what dad told me to do, man. They weren't, they weren't, uh, 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 he wasn't doing that. He wasn't saying that to his dad, he, he, he wasn't whining. You know, it's very easy to whine, isn't it, kids? I won't hear a whine, one, two, three, whine. Again, whine, whine. I can't say whine without saying why, 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 why am I here? Why do I have this family? Why do I have this situation? Why, 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 why? Don't ask why, ask what. You're in a situation and you're like, man, why am I here? I'm out of the way. No one knows who I am, I'm in obscurity. Don't ask why, God, say, God, what now? Here's what David understood. God was preparing him for what he had prepared for him. I say that all the time. God is preparing you where you are, even though like, oh, I'm not popular. I'm just tending a bunch of sheep here. No one knows me. I only have two followers on Instagram. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. God is preparing you for what he has prepared for you. So kids, remember that. David fought a lion and a bear, took them out. David got to know God. And in the right time, he was in the limelight, the spotlight, and he opened up a can on the giant. Notice this, when you face your giant, you can't go, okay, well, I'll prepare right now. I'm in the valley of Elah. No, 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 it's too late. It's too late. We prepare in private, in obscurity. Think about Moses, obscurity, then the limelight. Think about Elijah, obscurity, then the limelight. Think about the Apostle Paul, obscurity, then the limelight. Think about Jesus, obscurity. 30 years he was a carpenter, then the limelight. Prepare in private. That's the first one, number, number two, number two, number two. Say number two. Yes, right, number two is calling you, right? Fight the right foe. Fight the right foe. Can't believe I said that. Fight the right foe. 
Who are you fighting? You know what David did? David was, was there on the front lines giving his brothers you know, some snacks and stuff like that, some, some, some power bars, some, some Gatorade, I'm sure, whoever, Doritos. And, and he heard about this, this giant that was walking into the valley twice a day and challenging one Hebrew to fight. And everybody was cowering. They were like, <laughs> what do you do with giants? Do you try to avoid them? Do you try to run from them? Or are you trying to say to yourself, you know what, I wanna live a giant-free life. It's not gonna happen. It's not, that's not in the cards. We will face giants. So David begins to ask questions like, who is this guy, man, cursing the name of the Lord, abusing us? You mean no one's gonna fight him? David said, I'll fight him. And everybody was like, whoa, you'll fight him? But then his brother, slurping that, not Gatorade, Haterade, begins to talk trash about his brother. His name was Elihab. And Elihab, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 28 said, when Elihab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men about taking out Goliath, he burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? Oh man, that was, that was low, right? You know what David did? David started swinging. He just beat his brother to a pole. No, he didn't do that. Maybe you would have done that. Maybe I would have done that. Oh, Elihab, you posted that about me? You said that about me? He didn't do it. The Bible says David turned away from Elihab and turned to the other men. He didn't waste his punches. How many times do we waste our punches on people and the enemy has us trying to get all upset about this one situation, this one negative person, this one whiner, and we miss the major battle. We've gotta save our energy, our strength for the Goliaths. Don't waste your warrior on the Elihebs. Fight the right foe. Who are you fighting? Who are you dealing with? Think about that. Giants, that's right. Man, you guys were smart. Number three, recognize the right resources. When you walk into the valley, kids, and you fight Goliath, you're listening to God, you're talking to him, you're leveraging the local church, which helps you build foundations, which helps you underscore and underline those things your parents are teaching you. When you have that resource, then all of a sudden you go into the Valley of Elah, you're fighting your, your, your giant, and you see the tools you use to take out the giant. You see, David saw this battle for what it really was. It was a faith fight. Goliath saw it just in the physical. David saw it for what it was, a faith fight. Fight. And because David knew God, God always gives those of us who know him the ability to have the right tools to take out any situation that we're facing. And that's great. But the problem is, if we don't recognize the tools, we're going to get taken out by the giant. We're going to get beaten up by the giant. And too many parents and too many single parents and too many kids, because we don't make church a top priority, we get into these situations with these giants and we go, where are the tools? Where are the stones? Where's the sling? I don't know. 
and you wonder why you're flat on your back. You wonder why you're beaten up. It's because you haven't recognized the resources. God is a God who always gives us the resources to do what he wants us to do. Because, here's something you can write down. He will give you the victory over what you face or he'll give you the victory in what you face. Every single time. Number four, the fourth smooth stone, the fourth smooth principle, value your victories. Value your victories. I said earlier, what did David do? He took Goliath's armor and drug the armor, wait over 200 pounds, into his tent and it served as a trophy for him. Whenever he, he was dogged with doubt, and sometimes you'll doubt, whenever he had questions, whenever he had issues, I'm sure he just went back to the trophy room and was like, whoa! Look at the giant's armor. Man, I remember God when you showed up big time when I beat up the giant. So that gives me confidence to, to fight the next giant and the next giant and the next giant. I love to fish and I sometimes fish in these tournaments, fishing tournaments, and I was fortunate enough to win one tournament this past spring. And they, they gave me a little plaque. I mean, it's kind of sad, but Black means a lot to me. It's like an adult peewee football banquet. They, you, you, you won the fishing tournament. And I put this plaque in a very prominent place. Whenever I sometimes doubt my fishing skills, when I'm fishing in another tournament, I just go back to the wall of fame and I look and go, well, Ed, you did it one time. That, that gives me confidence to fish better. As believers, that's why I encourage you to write out your prayers. Write out your prayers in your journal, and then you can go back and go, man, God, you answered that. God, I faced that giant, and I took that giant out by your power. Here's another giant, God, and because of the past, because of what you've done in the past in my life, now that gives me the, the, the octane to face this giant that I'm facing today. I have a friend of mine who's, who is a part of this church, and every time he and his wife and family go through a trial, they take a rock and they go, okay, we're going through this trial. And then when they go through it, they keep the rock. So they have all of these rocks and they look back and go, God is faithful. He will take us through this situation. So when it comes to a giant, we've got to do what God wants us to do. The fifth one, the last one, the fifth one, be ready for the giant's return. I said, be ready for the giant's return. David took out this Goliath, but there were other Goliaths that he faced. Yet in each Goliath, at each fight, God built faith and endurance and commitment and vision. God will take, listen to me friends, what is over your head and over my head and will put them under our feet. God will do that. Because as believers, we are victors, not victims. We can learn from this and do what God wants us to do. Because every time we face a giant, two things are out there. Two things. Number one, we have an opportunity to glorify God. That should be our motive when we're fighting giants. Number two, we're fulfilling God's purpose in our lives when we fight the giant. So come on, villain. We're ready to face you. 
We're ready to do what David did. We're ready to utilize these principles and precepts as we glorify you and as we fulfill your amazing purpose in this one and only life. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for these families. I thank you for these kids. God, it's so, so inspirational. It's so amazing to see the future of our church. And I just pray right now for every child here, every child here, God, protect them, enable them. God, I look forward to seeing how each will make their own personal faith decision and walk with you, how they will take down the giants, how they will be faith build, how they'll be faith builders through these situations. I thank you for parents. I thank you for the commitment here. And parents, may we ratchet up our commitment again to be people of God because living for God is the only way. And if you're here, if you're on the floor, in the balcony, or at one of our other locations, and you've never, ever, ever given your life to Jesus, just say, Jesus, take control of my life. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.